Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Instagram. What's up? I am getting a crazy notification on my Instagram. Kelly, can you let me know if your feed is clean and good? And then I can just try to ignore this wild distracting thing that's going on. Hello. Good morning, y'all. We are talking about failure this morning. We are talking about anger, frustration, rejection, connected to failure this morning. And I'm super prayerful over what the Lord is going to do, what he's going to reveal to us as he's been revealing to me all morning. Let me just show you. Okay. I took on a new challenge last week to start journaling. Um, I love to write poetry. I love to write content and make content for people, but I don't often just freely write for what the Lord's giving me and with intention of nobody seeing it, um, without, uh, what's the word self judgment, right? Self criticism or editing. I, I guess I should say, cause I often will edit the things that I write, but this morning I wrote some pages, I wrote some pages and I'll be honest. Um, you might not be able to tell, but I've got, it is not smooth. No, Man, those listening to the podcast later, just bear with me for a second. You gotta love, you gotta love technology. Ah, uh, that, that, 
dad is not smooth. I don't know what to do about that. Let's see, we're gonna start over. Thank you, good morning, blessings to you guys too. You know, sometimes there are technical difficulties that inhibit you from doing what you know you're meant to do. And this morning, this morning, I got a word for y'all. I'm just gonna go live without any explanation over here and see if it'll work. How's everyone doing today? If you're on live with me right now, chime in. What are some things you're working through? What are some things you're, you need prayer over? Love to pray with you guys as we open this up today. And I'm praying the Lord has a word for you as well as he did for me this morning, actually multiple, ultimately coming back to peace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there is a, a hilarious filter of a beard. Hmm. That's really disturbing actually going on right now as I'm trying to get this situated. Let's go. Hey Kelly. Trying to get it set up over on Instagram or Facebook still. So we're just hanging out on IG. I'm asking for prayer requests, what you guys are working through right now. Good morning. Good morning. Um, if you guys want to let me know, that is absolutely awesome, and we can totally infiltrate that into today's conversation because it's about him, it's about you, and I just get to be a conduit of that. So, I don't know, is there a lightning adapter connecting a pair of headphones is what the automated flashing sign is. Hmm. Doesn't wanna work. What are you guys praying for right now? What do you guys need right now? How's God speaking to you right now? I wanna infiltrate that for you all into today's live. This is Peloton and Preach. I'm not really in my Peloton, it appears. Let's turn off this. Man. What's up, Tony? Long time no see. We are about to be going live. Oh, direction. I was in a good conversation yesterday, Kelly, about, uh, let's just take this off really quick, about direction associated to clarity. I'd love to share it with you guys. This thing, look at it, it's just flashing, flashing, flashing. I don't know what it thinks it's doing because I don't have headphones on. So let's turn it off and turn it back on. Thanks for being patient. Good morning. What's up, Rachel? I'm having technical difficulties, but I am really excited to jump in to share vulnerably about a really hard day that I had yesterday. And you guys hear the lightheartedness connected to it yesterday was not lighthearted, I'll tell you that much. Yesterday I was actually having a bit of a panic attack. Um, associated to trigger, which is very coincidental and not so coincidental because I'm preparing my heart and for uh, our triggered conference coming up May 5th and 6th here in Virginia Beach. It's a co-ed conference and we're gonna be talking about crave and craving, and what that looks like through the Lord, but this idea of triggered is critical for us to understand. Do you understand your triggers? Have you done the emotional intelligence 
uh, excavation, have you really focused in on mental health associated to triggers? Because if you don't understand them about yourself, when things like yesterday happen, and I'll get into details, y'all know I just share it as is, right? Like, I don't have a solution besides Jesus, and that's, that's the most important thing anyway, so... I'm going to stay focused and rooted in that, but man, I was not rooted yesterday. All right, we're going to try this again. Facebook, hang out. It has been a while, Tony. What's going on? How is your sober journey going? I know for me, we're about to hit four years. I say we, me and my husband, and it is such a blessing. <laughs> it just wants a lightning adapter connecting a pair of headphones. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. You know, I partially, Mama B is on. Mama B, can you see if this is a live feed, if it's working for you or not? Kelly, is it working yet? Seven years sober, come on. That is amazing. That's just like truth and proof that you can have so much fun you do not need alcohol to enjoy anything. Continued truth and proof of that. Brenda, Kelly, you're on Facebook. I need to know, can you hear me? Because I can move beyond still not good. You know when things like this happen, do you ever question like, all right, Lord, is this from you? Is this not from you? Should I not be sharing what I'm about to share? Or should I be? What's up, Ashir? Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing amazing. I am not sure, but we're just going to go with it. And uh, thanks for all you guys who are hanging out still. As I said, this morning we're going to be talking about some journaling prompts. Not prompts, prompted. The promptedness was my need for answer. How many of you need answers right now in your life around something that's going on? And the only clarity that you're ever going to get is literally seeking Jesus. It's getting in the word and he will reveal himself. But if we're trying in the natural to create clarity on any situation, on any circumstance, it's not going to happen. Okay. All right. It wasn't smooth. Maybe the soundtrack will work. And if not, it wasn't meant to be on the podcast. But for you right now, I'm going after it. I'm going after it because... It's too good not to share. So do you guys know the definition of soul? When people talk about mind, body, soul, the definition of soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So soul, mind, will, emotions. I literally scripted this morning, how, Lord, do I settle this in my soul? What do you need to have settled in your soul right now? What is inconsistent? What is heartbreaking? What for me yesterday was causing me anger. I was triggered into a space of rejection. I was triggered into a space of almost people pleasing for sure. Wanting to have somebody else see my lens to see and search my heart when it's not in their capability to do that. It's often not in all of our capabilities to literally sit and see a perspective of another, though there is very much a need for us to have listening ears and an open heart to do so. And I did. Do you ever do that where you're like, God, 
I'm doing what you tell me to do. But at the exact same time, I want to talk about the element of being double-minded. You've heard about being a lukewarm Christian. You've heard about the need to walk the walk and talk the talk. To talk the talk and walk the walk, more so importantly, because a lot of us are good at talking. A lot of us are good at saying what we know to be true, but activating said truth is a totally different thing. Well, in the scripture this morning from James, in James, formerly known as Jacob, same name, this book has been summoning me for several weeks now, and I just, I literally sat with it open in my lap yesterday, and I got a phone call come in, in the midst of this frenzy that I was in. I'm going to get to the details, so if you're like, what happened, Lord? I'm going to tell you, um, in a safe space, because I think it's important for us to also have protection and provision over what the Lord is actively teaching us in our life, but this is too good. So it's directly correlated to our soul. And it says this, just make sure you asked by empowered, confident faith. Asking the Lord, seeking the Lord's answer, seeking clarity from him and him alone in an empowered, confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent, which is the one who has multiple answers at one time, the one who goes to and fro, believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You are on one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Man. I was like, you know what? You're so right. Because it goes on to talk about anger and it goes on to talk about failures and how his grace supersedes all of these things, even our, our disbelief. But how can we be talking the talk and not walking the walk and anticipate that God's going to respond in the way in which we're asking him to respond when we aren't even acting out of a space of mind, body, spirit, soul, will, and emotions in tandem with his character, in tandem with his nature. Come on. It says, be quick to listen and slow to speak and be slow to come angry for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. Oh, y'all probably can't even imagine me angry because it's very, very rare. There is, um, not much inside of me at all that likes conflict. I'm like the, the fight, flight, freeze. I flee. I'm like, I'm out. Peace. I'm good. I'm going to stand over here in my good bubble. And honestly, I always thought that that was a component of not wanting to face conflict, but actually there is an element of God helping me in that space and preserving me in that space. I don't have to fight just like you don't have to fight flesh and blood. We're fighting spirit. We're fighting darkness and principalities, which is a consistent reminder. And I was reminded of this multiple times yesterday, but I was angry. I had had a really incredible experience this weekend and was just skyrocketing. I was in the middle of onboarding someone new and someone close to me sent me a message. And the message was completely, for me, out of context and not with any perspective of my own heart and my own lens. 
Now, mind you, there's two lenses coming to the table, right? <laughs> they always say there's three truths, yours, hers, and his, right? Well, I was sitting in the pocket of, search my heart, O oh Lord. Search my heart, O oh Lord, and please, if there's an area of needed conviction, teach me now. Show me now. Reveal to me now. What I'm finding more and more and more, when we have either anger that rises up about something, it's generally out of a space of either a trigger or a soul wound that is not fully healed, as well as the fact that we are choosing in mind, will, and emotions in our flesh to respond versus laying it down and letting God fight our battles. How many of you guys are really good at letting God fight your battles? Yeah, I am learning. And I feel like in so many situations that have to do with like, I'll say the world, um, in business, in friend groups, in society, I'm, it's like a natural tendency for me to say, God, you got that. But when the arrows are pointed in my direction, I don't handle it well. And that can put me in this place of people pleasing. It can put me in this place of trying to make everyone happy, everyone else content against what my truth is. That's not God's will for you. Now, we forgive, right? We know this without a shadow of a doubt. His, we turn the cheek, forgive seven times 70. But I wrote it in the post this morning. I'm like, same situation, triggered over and over and over again. It's been a, a thread through my life. And we know that when Jesus went home, specifically around his family and his friends and the places in which he was raised, he was rejected. Rejection sucks. It sucks. Think about this being Holy Week and Jesus walking in on the donkey and being praised Hosanna. Which, whoo, my pastor revealed something amazing to me this past week I've never heard. I will surely drop that. Don't let me forget to share Hosanna. And days later, not even really days later, he's now being condemned, rejected. So welcomed, he was actually welcomed by the children, rejected by the authorities, and then the people, because people jump on a bandwagon, right? And this is where we are not staying steadfast to what God wants us to do and who God is calling us to be, and we're allowing circumstances to rile up our emotions and say, yeah, 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 I believe that too. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because if you're not doing both, if you're not activated in empowered, confident faith, this is the knowing that you know that you know. Right? I know God. I know who I'm called. I know who you're called. It's why I get to get on and encourage and equip and call people higher because we're all in this together. I'm no different. I'm on a Peloton, but I'm not on a pedestal. Please don't put me on a pedestal, right? But it's this knowing that we lack confidence when we say we need clarity over a situation. Because even Jesus himself didn't crystal clear paint a picture when people asked him questions, when people rejected him, when people outcast him, when people put slander over his name, 
When people assumed things that weren't true. Golly. Now, I am not all righteous. I am not perfect. I am not holier than thou. I am human, living out this experience. And to do that yesterday, I, I really was able to even this morning embrace how God, how Jesus himself felt in that experience. And here is just me. I know y'all have faced rejection. I know you've gotten angry when someone's tried to slice you up and it's completely out of your own character. It's not true. This happened and I was totally caught off guard. That's the worst part, right? At least Jesus knew what his fate was. I keep getting caught off guard. And if you've ever read Henry Cloud's Boundaries and Save People book, highly encourage you, if you have any tumultuous relationships in your life that you eagerly yearn for, which I do, and yet always turns out in the same hands or circumstances, I'm confident and empowered by faith that there is healing in said relationships through Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. But when we're operating out of our own mind, will, and emotions, it's never going to have a solve. It's not. Because the enemy has a play there. There's no protection. We got to talk about this because I think we have a moral obligation. A moral obligation to steward our soul connected to eternity. And that looks like laying down our life. We've talked a lot about submission and surrender and surrendering our flesh, flesh and submitting to the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I was between worship and peace and anger and a loose tongue. And I repent of it. I repented of it. I know in the viewpoint of that, it looks double-minded. And yet, there's grace. And yet, there's an understanding that when we have a misstep, we don't have to sit in the, the somberness or the sulking. We can still stand in freedom. And we can allow the Lord to teach us something new. And give us new eyes and a new lens. Because we're in a constant, always becoming, continual delivering process. It says this in James. It says, instead, let's go back one just so you know. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature. For the word of life has power to continually deliver us. Continually deliver us. That doesn't mean you're delivered once and hallelujah, it's over and woo -woo, it's going to be easy the rest of your days. That's not the way it works. In fact, it's promised that you're going to face situations like this. It's promised that you're going to have hard times, trials and tribulations. What God is asking of you, what he is desiring of you is that you lean into him as your peacemaker, as your comforter. And by leaning into him, you lean into the word. 
What is true? What is righteous? What is noble? What is holy? What is pure? The word says to focus on such things. Think about such things. This is the renewing of the mind. If I stay fixated on a problem instead of the promise, the problem grows. The problem takes over my life. The problem becomes a distraction towards my mission that God has put me on. Are you focused on a problem right now? Are you focused on something that's not even your responsibility? It's not even your ability. Let's put it that way. Because response is what I did yesterday in my own flesh ability. And guess what that led to? Continued uproar. Continued uproar because I misunderstood. It was said this way. We're looking at each other through a, a, what did it say? A fogged window, a a smoky window, a blurry, blurry window. I'm like, I'm actually not looking at you like that. No matter what, when you have any sort of confrontation or conflict with someone, we are to look at them as children of God. We are to look at them as brothers and sisters, no matter what you think or see with their flesh. You are to know that they are called a child of the Most High and they are to be sitting at the feet of heaven and kingdom, the King of Kings, at the exact same time as you. Are you treating them as such? Oh, man. Because what happens is if we are not rightfully in place with God, If we're not looking through the lens of his window to said person, we will constantly tear them down. We will constantly see only with our own perspective and not with a pure heart because you're going to be looking at it from a place of pain. This is, this is totally why we are dealing with some of the things that we are, all the things that we are. It's premised on sin. The blurry window in which you see is sin may not have even been your sin. could have been generationally passed. It was generationally passed, hence Adam and Eve. But literally, Jesus came to take all of this to the cross, to give us a new window, to clear off the mess, and say, I see you, I know you, I exist with you. Will you treat your brothers and sisters as such? Will you treat them in that way? Can you call yourself higher? Or are you going to let your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions take over. Y'all, I was so angry. Hmm. Even just thinking about it makes my body clench because I was shaking. I used to have panic attacks over this exact situation a couple years ago. And the Lord delivered me through seeking, through knowledge. And I hope that that is uh, something you all pursue because God wants to teach you. But if you're not willing to invest the time to learn and you just think your current predicament is all it's going to be, or that God is victorious over it and it doesn't require more of you to become or to get out of said situation, it's both and. God will work through pain. God will work through problems like this. Not to give them to you to test you, because it literally says he's not going to test you. That's not his heart for you. But he's going to use it. He's going to use it to help you become more like him to see through his eyes. Oh man. So be careful to obey the rules wholeheartedly. 
And I know religion and rules, it's like, can, can burn you in and of itself. This conversation that we're talking about, as far as being rejected, I've been rejected by the church. And I say the church, a large church organization that brought me to know the Lord. I, I would not be here. I wouldn't have, well, I shouldn't say that. A seed was planted and I treasure so much from the same exact organization. And for a long time, I blamed the, the organization because I'm like, Leadership wouldn't look like this if someone from the top was helping guide and nurture them. Why didn't said leaders help each other through this situation? Well, it's because one person got to a point that they made a decision out of their soul, their mind, will, and emotions, their limited understanding of the scenario, and therefore, they didn't act out of a place of love. They didn't act out of a place of comfort. They acted out of a place of rejection. It makes me think of when Jesus was before the, the woman, and he drew a line in the sand. And all these people had been complaining and wanted to stone her to death, and he drew that line, and he said, you who are without sin, cast the first stone. Go ahead. Cast the first stone. In the meantime, we find out, um, when you go deeper into Scripture, what Jesus was doing and writing more things in the sand, but nobody threw a stone. One by one, they left, because they took inventory. And this is where having a a mature spirit, a mature soul, and relying on the Lord to teach you in said moments where you just want to go off the cuff. I said yesterday that if I could have food right now to comfort me, I would. If I could have a fist to throw right now or something to hit right now that I felt was okay, I would. Nothing made sense in my body. Nothing made sense in my will. Because it was my will. And had I acted further on those things, who the destruction? And so I had to come back into a place of silence. I had to go to my trusted confidants. Come on, no way. Yeah, thanks, Mo. I love you. I had to go back into that places of people who I knew were going to infuse me with prayer, were going to uplift me, were going to remind me of the righteous call on my life. And everyone has this. It's not me against the, the other person. Please be clear and understand this. Whatever battle you're facing, whoever the battle is against, this could be, and this was something in a recent women's event that I spoke at last week. I was talking about the box that people put us in. Oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you, Lord. I was talking about the box that people put us in. And it could be people being culture. It could be people based on education or politics. Could be people from media. It could be the, just a box that was constructed around us because of our generation. It could be your spouse. Okay, let's be real. When I talked about the fact that our spouses have an ability to put us in a box, the room broke out in tears. And I just sat there after having gone through so much in my own marriage and having felt that way before. I just sat there with an empathetic lens. I could have stopped and sat on the floor and just prayed and cried with all of them right in that moment. But that's not the answer. And I think a lot of times we go to our friends to be like, yeah, you too, me too. And we're going for consolation, but we're not going for conviction or correction. Now there's two lenses to conviction and correction. And I often talk to you guys about how I come 
to podcasts. I come to situations like this. I go, when I open the word, I'm like, God, teach me, convict me, make me holy like you, God. I want to be more like you because I want to know him and I know him intimately, but knowing him requires consistent relationship. This is a word, even about your husband's consistent relationship, pursuit with a clean lens, with an open heart, with a desire to learn instead of ridicule, instead of judge. Remember what I said, you cannot be double-minded. James says this. Now the Lord's going to take it all. He's going to, the little bit of attention you give him, woo, mustard seed of faith, right? So don't let this kill, steal, or destroy from an enemy perspective. You're a small step towards God in the situation that you're in. It's not about moving closer to the person who has created the box. It's about moving closer to Christ and seeing him overshadow said situation by his love, his light, and his mercy. Because he's going to equip you. He's going to heal you. Those soul wounds that you carry around with you, they're not meant for you to exist in higher places. When we come to heaven, which we can experience heaven on earth, we can experience the victorious crown of life here on earth. Those things that I thought were healed that triggered me instantaneously tomorrow doesn't mean that it's not healed, but there's still layers of forgiveness that have to be forgiven. And we're talking about this in the week of holiness, on the holy week where forgiveness was displayed for us in a magnificent way. And that's the lens in which we can stand. Not just on the cross and what the rejection did to Christ, but in spite of said rejection, in spite of said anger, in spite of said hate, he rose again and you can too. And so this is what that conversation was about in regards to the box. It was saying, get out of the box. Break free from the box and stand on top of it. Stand on top of it. Use it. Because that's what God does. He doesn't take that as scraps. He's like, oh, here's a nail. Here's another nail. Here's a fresh piece of wood. Put it back together. That's the Kintsugi project. That's the vases in Japan that when they break and shatter, they don't throw it away like American culture just tosses everything away. No, they take gold lining and they put it back together and it becomes this new masterpiece. And the beauty of it is the fact that it was broken and now it's whole. So whatever relationship you're in right now, whatever conflict you're dealing with right now, man, let the gold be God. Let him do the miracle working experience that you want and desire. Do not think that you can fix it. I'll tell you something that I'm guilty of that I constantly have to come back into alignment and correction with. And thank God I have my husband <laughs> who helps me in those ways because we're different humans. We respond differently. And one of the things about him is that he is so patient. I'm so grateful for that. He's so good at listening. It says biblically about that the, the one who listens is the wise one. Hmm. The one who keeps knocking, which is me for sure, will receive, I will receive an answer, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen instantaneously. It doesn't mean that I'm the one who opens the door. 
Doesn't mean that I'm the one who fix or rebuilds the box. That's God's job. He does it for us. Oh man, in Psalm 76 it says, From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and you rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as your weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of princes and the kings of the earth fear him. So when I sat in this journaling experience this morning, and I opened this up saying one of the questions in the many things I wrote pages and pages that I wrote was how, Lord, do I settle this in my soul? How do I go on doing your work, God, showing up today for my family, not allowing the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, to sneak in like snakes, slithering through our days, without us being the champion, without us standing on their heads. We're literally created to strike their heads with our heel. We can do this by the power and authority gifted to us. But it's out of this key word, soul, mind, will, and emotions, the answer comes. So I wrote this down, and then at the bottom, there's these scriptures. I had not read the scripture. I don't usually. I just keep writing, and then I close it. This morning it said, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So you cannot allow the holes that are being stabbed in your back, in your eye, all the biblical references you can think about. You can't allow those to penetrate And leave an open space for the enemy to come in. To stir up anger. To stir up hate. To stir up rejection that leaves you in a place of isolation. And freezes you in your calling. I refuse to let that happen to you. I refuse to let that happen to me. Because there's a greater power. There's the Prince of Peace. There's worship as our warfare. There are weapons of destruction in his truth. And it'll literally cast out all darkness. If you allow yourself to be equipped in that way. I had a hard time sleeping last night. I was up really early this morning. And God just continued to remind me that he's the preserver of my soul. That nothing I do from a mental health perspective, nothing I do from a emotional perspective nothing I do from a self-care perspective is going to fully heal or create wholeness like he can now are those things good have I spent hours and years on a mental health couch with my therapist yes I have have I read 10,000 hours and become an expert in said scenario maybe not 10,000 specifically in mental health but If you combine it all together, absolutely. Do I feel whole and healed? Most days. Most days. Yesterday was not that day. But I chose 
to rise higher based on the support of my loved ones, based on the ones who don't look at me through a smoked screen or a blurry window. I trusted his lens. I allowed people to pray into said scenario that I trusted. And I fell asleep holding my baby's hands, praying. My son asked, Mama, how long do you pray? And I said, till I'm done praying. <laughs> till I'm done talking to God. And he said, I can't really fall asleep when you're talking out loud. Can you pray in your head? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, baby, I will. That's the only answer. It's the only way that I'm able to sit here right now and smile even with my maybe tear-stained cheeks <laughs> and tired eyes. I want you to know that this is real, this is raw, this is as it is. You see from the outside looking in like joy and there's so much joy. But it doesn't mean that we don't face hard days or hard moments or hard situations. That our own emotions don't take over and we're not in that Christ-like perspective. I too have moments like I shared this morning of being double-minded, of doubting God. Being like, God, I thought we already did this. Thought we already fixed said scenario. Am I undecided in how I want to respond? No. Am I half-hearted and wavering? Am I being left unstable? Yesterday afternoon, I was unstable. You would not experience panic attacks if you were directly in the word. And I say that specifically because I've dealt with them for years. He healed it. Because I came to know truth. My body and my mind and my will, my soul, was in a state of attack and therefore anxiety attacks were the triggers leading to said scenario, the unraveling. I had to approach the root, had to extract said lie, and had to build a new foundation for my life. That was several years ago with the support of my pastors and some of my best friends and my therapist, and my husband. But it doesn't mean that there's not hard days. It doesn't mean that trials and tribulations aren't happening in your life right now. But I get to choose, and so do you. You get to choose today to fix your eyes on Jesus, fix your eyes on the provision, fix your eyes on the promise. That's why there's rainbows all around me, because I see that promise. It's not going away. It's eternal. Or we fixate on the problem, and the promise dissipates. Replace your window. Look through the eyes of Christ at the people who are in your situation or relationships that are in conflict or feel like they're impossible to bring back into a place of wholeness. Nothing is impossible with God. Be steadfast, my friends. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in today. I got to ride with this beautiful Latina pregnant mama. She was inspiring out of me out of the corner of her eye, of my eye. Wild. You guys think I can... Do something insane. <laughs> Look at her. Holy moly. Let's just pray. God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that in the middle of heartache, we can still rejoice. I thank you that you did. God, your son walked to Calvary. And I know while he was tired in his body, while he was rejected in the flesh, he was ridiculed and called names. 
lied about, slander, overcasting his entire ministry. Even his disciples doubted him. God, I'm grateful that you are all-knowing. I'm thankful that you had a plan. I thank you that you protected him and you helped him by your strength endure the cross. God, because it was not meant for him to stay there. It's not meant for us to stay there. No matter what's coming our way, God, help correct us. Help call us higher. Help bring us into communion with you. Help our brothers and sisters in the same way, Lord. Help us love. Help us forgive. Help us stand on our own personal crosses and say it is finished. God, you make us new. Just as you did Jesus in his resurrection, bringing him back to life, God, you've brought me back to life. By saying yes to you, it was the best decision of my life. God, when I wake up in the morning, a new day that has worries of its own, Lord, you remind me of your goodness. You remind me of your blessings. May you do that with my brothers and sisters today. May you remind them of the blessings. May they fix your eyes on you. May they forgive seven times, 70, again and again and again. May they remove the rod in their own eye before they cast stones to others, just as we all have to do, Lord. Give us fresh perspectives. Give us listening ears. Give us a heart of compassion like you have, Lord. Help us have the words that are your words and your words alone. Be loud for us today, God. Hmm. We worship you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Love you guys so much. Abba is sitting with us in our brokenness and holding us to comfort. Yes. I want to be a new masterpiece from my brokenness. Amen. When it happened for me, I took a walk and listened to worship music. Absolutely. Yeah, I opened my Bible and then had moments of somberness for sure. Goodness, I love. You've been rejected since you were little. I understand. Sometimes I treat them better than myself and then I get mad at me and them. Yeah, I feel that. Goodness gracious. That's that people-pleasing tendency that we have because we want to be loved, but we have to remember, gosh, my friend Keenan Clark, you have to follow him. He's an incredible pastor, preacher, young, and just so much wisdom from God. Um, raised in the church, his dad is also a pastor, and he said um, something along the lines of, we focus so much on getting love from others that we forget that the greatest love we've ever known is from God. And so why are we seeking a half full cup of love when we could have an overflow consistently? I added that last part, it's good. (laughs) I want an overflowing cup of love for you all. I want you to never go to that well and feel like there is a dry chasm. And that will happen if you are looking to have your love cup fully filled by another person. It's not possible. Just as I shared like with those women that were in the room who were weeping over whoever, whether it was their husband, whether it was a friend, whether it was a leader, whether it was a mentor, whether it was an organization or a church. It's never an organization, by the way. It's generally one human. It's not the church that hurts people. It's people in the church who are human. 
Okay, so just I wanted to make sure I said that from before. But don't seek that love to be filled entirely. Yes, they're going to add to it. It's going to be amazing. But there's no perfect love except for Christ. And so if we can stand true to that, stop wavering to try and get our cup filled by somebody else. Yeah, look for a good sunrise and other good things from Abba and allow the arrows to fly by. Come on, Emily, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I imagine this as you're saying that, you know, and like you stand in the sun and you're like kind of blinded. Well, so is everybody else. It's like when you're on stage, you're like, I can't see you. And they're like, you're shining so bright too, right? It's like if we can stand in his radiance, that is protection in and of itself. So that's really good in a natural way. Yeah, sport, spiritual warfare is rejection in my life. Yeah. I feel you. I am so glad you guys were on today and we could share in this moment early and early in the morning, just laying at the feet of Jesus and just writing and staying silent. Let the downloads come. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't journaled like that in so long. It was just a challenge that newly came and I feel so much better because of it, because of the, the, the revelations that came with it. We cannot be double-minded in our belief system. And the more and more that we come into the truth, that fades away. So I love you guys. I am jumping on to Clubhouse here at 7 a.m. for Tuesday morning testimonies. Probably won't share this testimony again unless I'm called on because I'm really just emotionally tired, to be honest. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in today. And I pray that you... Uh, you feel blessed and you feel fueled to face every fight, every battle. And remember, it is not against flesh and blood, but by prince of darkness, principalities that are after what the Lord is doing in the world right now. This is revival. This is a season of revival. I feel it. I see it. I know it. I've witnessed it firsthand. And we cannot let the enemy come to take that away. So be revived. Be refreshed. Love you guys. Thank you for the hugs. Appreciate you. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Hello, hello. Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word, one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? 
If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.